Hello, hello. This is my pre-launch podcast special number two. I'm doing these pre-launch podcasts during the coronavirus now because I recognize we all need loads of companionship, encouragement, and perspective. This episode today is part one of three podcasts entitled Accountability, Motivation, and Other Naughty Words. Real quick, before we dig in, I have a special announcement. We've officially named this podcast channel Short and Sweet Parenting Tips. So yay, celebrate, hooray. (laughs) Anyway, a friend and I were talking over my first COVID-19 podcast segment about structuring your day with your kids. Shout out to my friend, you know who you are. Her concern was, as she eloquently put it, accountability. I gave it some thought and I really have some hip pocket tools that frankly all of us should be using more often and I'm including myself in all of us just for the record. But this is stuff I think we all know on some level. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of it. This happens to me all the time, especially the lesson about hungry kids are uncooperative and grumpy. I feel like I have to learn that lesson over and over and over. So instead of doing one longer podcast or maybe shortchanging these suggestions, I'm dividing this topic into three episodes, three parts of a whole approach that need to work together to be most effective. My friend gave me the analogy of a stool with three legs. If one leg is missing, the stool is not going to hold up. So for this first episode, I'm covering an underlying emotion behind your kid's apparent lack of cooperation or motivation, an influence that is especially strong right now because of the COVID-19 shelter-in-place homeschooling reality that we all find ourselves in. This factor is control. Okay, bear with me on this as I give you a little bit of history. When my daughter was in fourth grade, she and I were seeing a licensed therapist. One time when I was alone with a therapist, I I voiced my frustration. Why did my darling daughter not clean her room in the evening so that she could earn her favorite thing, which was reading before bed? So our lovely, lovely therapist explained that our daughter was desperate to feel in control of something in her life, even if it meant losing a reward. She explained that a large part of this control was getting a big reaction from me and my husband, which gave our daughter a huger sense of control because her actions were creating two adults to steam and sputter. Now this took a bit to sink in, but then all the pieces fell together. We're a military family. This was already her fifth school. Not helping matters, my husband and I are both type A personalities, and I'll admit I can get really controlling, especially when I'm stressed out or overwhelmed. Now, looking at these factors and being honest with myself, I realized that was a recipe for our daughter to feel really out of control, just like COVID-19 is a recipe for all of us to feel out of control. Now, I am not calling you an over-controlling parent. I'm saying all of us feel out of control right now, but as adults, we have perspective, maturity, and coping mechanisms that we've developed. But really, how well are we doing right now in this situation? I know I'm getting a little frayed around the edges. So let's talk about how this might look like in a real situation. Here's an example from my own experience. Now, I really do try to be organized and orderly, even though by looking at the clutter in my house, you would never know that. 
Mentally, though, I'm totally organized. (laughs) So I developed a method of rotating house cleaning chores. So I do a little bit around the house every day. And I had set up the same system for my girls. Uh, One day they do laundry, one day they clean their bathroom, etc., etc. But they were giving me a lot of pushback on this. And I was probably a little defensive because I was offering them this fabulous solution that would answer all their problems and they were turning their nose up at it. But I must have had a moment of clarity in there somewhere that I asked them about it. They just said they didn't want to do jobs every day, especially on school days. Even though I tried to explain to them how easy it was to just do a little bit of work every day, they wanted a deadline, and then they wanted to decide how they were going to finish the jobs in their own time. So our deadline still today is Sunday evening before our family dinner and movie. So the two of them, this drives me crazy, saves all their jobs until Sunday afternoon. It's not my ideal, but the chores get done. So maybe family dinner and a movie wouldn't motivate your kids. Maybe what motivates your kids changes week to week. You really have to be adapted as a parent. I actually knew one parent who set up a system where if her son didn't complete his household chores by the deadline, she would just keep his phone for the whole next week. Seems kind of harsh, but I bet he didn't miss the deadline very often. Now, as I was giving this example, I actually thought of another critical factor relating to control, and that is, there is more than one right way to do something. Your approach isn't the one correct way to do it, I'm sorry to say. It may be your preference. It may even be the most effective and efficient way to do it. But you must not force this on your kid. My counselor, when I was first diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, really worked with me on this reality that there is more than one way to do most things. But on the other hand, your kids still need to complete the job to a reasonable standard. And if they don't, it's up to you to show them your expectation and if they'll let you, teach them how to do it. But, you know, have reasonable expectations. It's not fair to do a white glove test on their work. Uh, But it's also not a good idea for you to redo the work for them because this undermines their confidence and it never teaches them to work to certain standards. Gosh, now I'm really uh, getting down another rabbit hole, but I want to cover something kind of related. We need to realize that this is a new generation completely different than how most of us behaved as kids. We can't use our parents' techniques on them and expect results. Specifically with control issues, I suggest allowing your children to save face during altercations and give them the same respect that you're demanding. And I'm not spending a lot of time on this, but please take me seriously. Protect your kids' dignity as you navigate parenting this generation, please. I I do plan to devote an entire podcast to this, but I mention it now because I want you to succeed in your good faith efforts to give your kids more control. Okay, I got a little off topic there, but there were so many rabbit holes to cover, I really didn't want to leave anything unsaid that would help you be successful. And I'm sorry I didn't mention this sooner. If you have very small tykes, my suggestion would be to give them several options that are acceptable to you and then let them choose one of those options. But remember, with little ones especially, they pick up on your stress like a dog with the sixth sense. 
Now I've given one example of how to work through a specific scenario, but I'm not going to give any one-size-fits-all suggestions. Reflect on your unique situation. If you're like me, you'll cringe when you realize the battles you've been fighting that trap your kids into feeling like they have no control. This is especially important during this uncertain time because it's likely that you're feeling more controlling because you're stressed out. Actually, I guess I was just talking about me there. But one more quick piece of the control puzzle, and it's relatively easy. Sit down and talk to your kiddos on a regular basis during a relatively calm time. For my daughter, before bed was the ideal time to do this because that's when all her thoughts started whirling through her head. Ask your kid what's going on. Even allow them to vent a little bit. I mention this under the control umbrella because this allows your child to feel more control of their emotions and helps them process things as they're coming in and not letting them build up. My tip for your teenager, treat them like the adult you want them to become. So I want to circle back and summarize what we've covered about control. As much as possible, let your kids control the little things that comparatively don't matter much. When kids feel out of control, disobeying their parents and taking a punishment gives them a sense of control, which must be some basic need for our little ones. A bonus for them, if they can cause the adults to lose their cool, it's an even greater win. But hear me out on this Please realize that this is their tender little psyche working, not their conscious selves, okay? Don't punish your kid. Absolutely do not. Use this little piece of insight to help both you and your kids. Power struggles are a really bad idea right now, guys. Don't get yourself trapped in one. Also, remember to make a real effort to have daily conversations with your kids when both of you can focus. Dialoguing with them like this also ties right back into that respect factor. But the most important thing throughout this whole ordeal is to model a good attitude because that is what's contagious. So until next time, I hope this short and sweet parenting tip has given you some really great insight on what's going on in your kid's brain, especially when you see them cut their nose off to spite their face and you're just standing there clueless shaking your head. Because now you know.